As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Three, two, one, zero. Hello, welcome to... Episode 159, Sources of Income. Hey, Money Clan, a very warm welcome to the Chain of Alt podcast. I'm your host, Dennis O'Brien. And I'm Katie Walsh. So, Katie, quite an interesting topic about sources of income and how we tend to spend them. Yeah, I must say, I am quite guilty of this. <laughs> yeah, like depending on what kind of income you're getting in, you tend to treat it a little bit differently. And, you know, I think we'll chat a little bit today about what people tend to do and maybe what you should be doing. Oh. <laughs> anyway, before we dive right in, if you guys haven't already, don't forget to join our Facebook group. Head on over to chainofwealth.com slash group. We'd love if you joined to come and say hi. All right, Katie, ready to dive in? Yes. Fantastic. Let's do it. Welcome to Chain of Wealth. Here's your host, Dennis, inspiring you to begin your journey of financial freedom. All right, Kate. So, chatting about some of the sources of income. And the first one we're going to dive right into is your salary. So, what, are, what do you think people typically do with their salary? Well, I think most people. Are probably pretty guilty of their salary goes to all their bills. And if you're like, I'd say most people, that eats up quite a chunk of your money. Yeah, I'm going to say salary is really the bread and butter that people are using, or not that they're using, that they're used to. You know, it's that income you rely on. It's really how you start living your life and adjusting your expenses and really figuring out, like, What you can and can't afford, you typically, without realizing it, you're going to base it on whatever fixed income you're going to get every month. And the salary for most people is the biggest contributor to fixed income. Any other kinds you want to talk about? Yes. So this is going to be kind of a random one、uh, because we have moved away from my family. My mom, I'm pretty sure my mom's love language is sending packages. And I'm not complaining because I love getting packages. But、um, at least I think she thinks that, that is my love language anyway. And in all those packages, is, you know, they're you know, little treats from home and usually like a decoration. So Easter's coming. So I'm definitely expecting like a box with a, a rabbit in it, like a fake. Porcelain rabbit, not a real rabbit. I love how you say, I'm expecting. Like, it's, it's a given now that it's going <laughs> to、well, come. <laughs> okay. That does sound quite 
spoiled, I would not be surprised if there was uh, an Easter package coming. And usually in those packages, my mom will send a card and it's about she'll send it with like 20 bucks. Not a ton of money, but it adds up over time. And all this money that she sends, it used to be a big problem for me before when I was working from home and freelancing. Because that $20 bill went straight into my muffin addiction. Ah. And so I would not put like cough like a an out coffee and a delicious bakery muffin on our credit card. But if it was cash, no one saw it. That's invisible and no, money. And there's no calories, right? Because <laughs> no it's invisible. Calories. Yeah, no, like <laughs> it's just my little secret between me, the money, and the barista. Yeah. So I mean, like very often people do get these cash gifts from people and whether it's your parents or someone else, you know, like that is very often extra or bonus money that you have. And I would say typically like you should be putting that towards something. I know. And I, I know like sort of more recently you have started trying, well, you you did try and put a little bit of that money into your debt, you know, and try and really like catapult your debt payments and try and get a little bit um paid off a little bit sooner, especially towards the end as well. I will say since I've gotten a a real full-time teaching job again, um, the poor little bakery around the corner is probably really short. Are you keeping them out of business now? (laughs) (laughs) I think I single-handedly paid somebody's salary. Um, (laughs) But it has been a lot better for me because I'm not at home just like, hmm, I'm hungry. What am I going to eat? And I've already eaten the whole house, so I'm going to go down and get the delicious banana nut muffin um so i will say working for me has been much more beneficial because by the time i get home and i eat the house just from dinner and then like my 13 snacks afterwards well the bakery is closed too so yeah (laughs) true so okay what about like bonuses like people receiving like once-off bonuses from work you know like a spot bonus or maybe you got you know like you did a good job somewhere and you just got a massive amount of money or you won a prize or any kind of one-offs like that what 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 do you think people typically do with those well side note first i'm a teacher so we don't really get those but i will say i do get gift cards sometimes from parents and I don't feel as guilty spending a gift card. Like I got a gift card for Christmas from my class and I didn't feel guilty spending it because you can't take that money and invest it. See, that's Just like the Target gift card that I've been holding on to harboring since December, really mulling over what I'm going to buy at Target. Yeah. This is one of the reasons I really dislike gift cards as gifts. And, and I know... A lot of people will disagree with everybody me on that. Almost everybody is rolling their eyes at you right now. Maybe, but that's one of the reasons that I don't like gift cards. That I feel trapped to whoever the gift card is through, like whether it's Target or Amazon or whoever it is. And yes, I may have stuff I want to purchase from them anyway, but I kind of feel like the money is trapped and that I can't spend it the way I want to spend it. Well, so, and you want the points on your credit card. Well, yeah, but I mean, not even the points of the credit card. I would rather have the ability to choose what I want to do with the money. 
Whereas if it's a gift card, I can't choose. Like, what if I wasn't going to go to Target? What if the only reason we you went to Target that day was to spend money on the gift card? And guess what? The gift card was for $25 and you spent $75. You've now wasted an additional $50 that you wouldn't have spent anyway. Well, I think you just turned a little bit more red. No, I didn't turn red. <laughs> you did. Okay, <laughs> so let me flip the question back to you because you do get bonuses and stuff like that. What do you think people spend the money on? Well, I, I think very often when it comes to like a once a year work bonus that you kind of know you're going to get, I think people spend the money before they get it very How often. So? Well, like as an example, maybe you know that you get paid once a year through your bonus and you have daycare that's due. And what you do is you take the money from your bonus and you put it into daycare. Instead of trying to spread that cost over a monthly basis, you rely on one-offs to try to sort of make ends meet. And the problem with doing that is that you end up stretching yourself really thin. And if the bonus is not what you're expecting, which let's be honest, nothing is really certain until it's in your bank account, you know, like you can be in a really tough position or a bit of a pickle if if it, there's not nearly as much money as you were expecting. So if you got shortchanged. Exactly. And, and I think a lot of people do this as well. They'll book like expensive holidays or vacations or whatever else it is. And they use the whole, oh, but I'm getting a bonus. You know, technically I've I've earned this or whatever it is. And, and Kate, it comes down to what we spoke about on a couple of previous episodes. It's that sense of entitlement that people have. It's the same as when you get your first job and, you know, you... You've earned this, you know, and you've been studying for so long and now you have to budget and you have to save for retirement. What is this? You know, Or like we talked about last week, you had a rough day at work and you earned that takeout pizza on your couch in your pajamas. Exactly. Watching Girl. It's the same kind of thing. And the problem with the I've earned this mentality is that you'll really put your savings far behind. If you were to take that money and invest it and, and pretend as if you never received it. So this is where I'm going, what should people do? Yeah, you, you should pretend like you never got it. And you should be okay enough with your money that if you didn't get it, you'd still be in the same position. Now, what I would do is I would sneak it away into some kind of an account, whether it's like some sort of an IRA or some kind of a retirement account or potentially even save for something big. Like maybe you're looking to buy a house in the near future. Or a wedding. Or a wedding or whatever it is. <laughs> you know, like you need to, well, you, you should be trying to like plan ahead in that sense. And if you did get extra money in, then you should just treat it as an extra bonus and maybe not let it go in, not, not let it take away from your goal, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that does. Uh, so, no surprise here. I have side jobs and I got paid for my one side job on Friday. And I thought to myself immediately, yes, I have $150 for the first time in my entire life. That doesn't have to go somewhere else. What am I going to do with it? And then a gust of wind came and I realized I have a hole in my shoe. <laughs> <laughs> and I've you told me about this hole in my shoe like a month ago. No, like six months ago. It was not. Six <laughs> it was six ago. months ago. Well, it's a tiny little hole. It's, it's it not was, a big hole. No, but. it was a tiny hole. Well, maybe it's a big hole now. Now 
I realized that again, because my foot immediately got super cold. I didn't realize that first, but like half my toe is like hanging out of my sneaker. And so now all of a sudden it needs to get fixed and replaced. And now I need new shoes. And I think I have through my debt payoff turned into like the worst type of stereotypical girl because I went to three shoe stores and I didn't like any of the shoes enough to pay for them. Yeah, but you probably also looked at the price tag and you realize how much work goes into, you know, like earning that $50 or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, and, and you think to yourself, is it really worth like two hours of my time or whatever the number is? Or do I have other shoes I could potentially move into now? Exactly. And that's kind of what I decided on. Yeah. So sort but of even even now, after all that saving, I am so used to it. I like investing and I like putting the money into my stocks and bonds and and stuff like that. Yeah. No, I totally agree with you. And you know, like getting that mindset of I didn't get an extra payment is really important, you know, to sort of try and keep the money away. And I think as well for people that are out there who have taken up a second job or third job or fourth job, whatever your position is, or or an additional side hustle, whatever it is, don't feel like this is extra money on the table. Put that Mm -mm. money towards the reason that you got that job in the first place. Whether you're looking to get ahead, whether you're looking to buy a house, whether you're looking to pay off debt, whatever it is, set that money aside and pretend like you never got it. That is the worst. And I want to talk about a little bit of peer pressure here because this is something that I have dealt with often, especially with my side hustles while I was paying off debt because I would talk to people and they would know that I had, you know, a tutoring job or, you know, my other job or my real job or or something. And they'd be like, oh, perfect. You can go tutor and then come out and meet with us. Yeah. And it's like, it's like free yeah, money. I'm going to waste the and money it, that I just spent so hard saving. Yeah. And it's like, but no, that completely defeats my purpose of going and tutoring this little girl for an hour to get that $50. Because now if I turn around and just go out to dinner and get a couple of drinks, it doesn't feel rewarding to me. I would rather squirrel it away. Yeah, no, it's it's very true. And you know, Kate, we recently sent out an email to the um, t- to all of our email subscribers. And what we did is we asked them a very random question. We said, you know, like, what is something that you're struggling with? You know, just, just super, super vague. We're like, one money thing. Tell us one thing that you're currently struggling with right now. And, and what did the results show? I can't tell you how many people said that they're just struggling with getting in that consistency of, I'm going to put money away. You know, I'm going to get a budget in place. You know, a lot of people really struggle with that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that would probably relate a lot maybe to goal setting. Yeah. I mean, I think it relates a lot to budgeting, you know, and learning how to budget. And it's actually quite interesting. Like I met with my mastermind a couple of weeks ago. And hold on. Backtrack. What is a mastermind? Well, I mean, it's a group of people that have similar um, interests aligned. Okay. So I had similar interests to these people. But anyway, the mastermind spoke a lot about budgeting. And one of the guys was also another personal finance blogger. And hence, he spoke about budgeting. But he spoke about another type of budgeting, which I'd never really thought about before he mentioned it. Well, I had, but I mean, I, I never really thought to actually look into it further. And that's budgeting your time. 
Hmm. Now, budgeting your time is something that doesn't sound like, you know, it's something you do all the time. But if you budget your time the way you budget money as well, you can really figure out where you're lacking in certain aspects of your life. And you can start focusing on more aspects. And I thought that was a really interesting take. And for people trying to get a handle on things, maybe look at budgeting your hours as well. Budgeting your hours and your money. Yeah. That's not overwhelming at all. <laughs> well, you got to start somewhere. And I would say if you can master one of them, you can definitely master the other one. Yes. But yeah, like going back to our question, it's all about consistency. And start, even if it's small, you know, like try and just track your spending for month one. So if, you, if you're out there listening and you don't have a budget, sign up for Mint or one of the other apps. You, uh, one app, you need a budget. It's also very good. But just start tracking stuff. Even if you're not like consciously looking, oh, and saying, oh, my food category, I'm over this month. Don't worry about that for a couple months. Just start tracking where you're spending. Because at least if you start tracking, you have the ability to look back and say, where am I going over or under? Or, or oh my goodness, I spent thousand dollars this month on food how is that possible you know we have been there don't feel ashamed yeah but but you you can really start getting a sense of where you're at if you do that and i think that you know coming back to sources of income if you can start budgeting your sources of income and kind of seeing where money's coming in and looking at your cash flow you're able to kind of predict stuff and like you said like oh it's almost easter i'm I'm probably going to get something in the mail soon you start budgeting for those one-off expenses and if you have a predefined purpose to that source of income, it's very easy to actually be stricter with yourself and not treat that as money that you ordinarily wouldn't have received because you now have a purpose for it. No, I agree. That is very true. And even with all that cash that I would have laying around, you'd always tell me, because it's like you knew I would sneak to get my muffin. <laughs> and you would tell me to put it on the Are credit card. Are you still card. on that muffin? <laughs> I am. <laughs> But you would tell me to put it on the credit card and to put the money on in the bank account. Yeah. So put that money to work. Definitely. All right, guys. We really enjoyed hanging out with you today. If we could ask one thing from you, it's that you give us a review on iTunes. Please, please, please open the app. We love reading your reviews, positive and negative. And yes, we have had a couple negative ones. But if you really feel strongly about your negative review... It's much more helpful to send that in an email and then we can <laughs> we can write back and we it's, can be like pen pal. It's like Kate's trying to skew our reviews and just only have five stars. We were honest reviews, Kate. Let's be real. <laughs> but you can't reply back to a negative. No. So, yeah, it, it, it's a very good point. So we did have a negative review that spoke about saying that our quality wasn't that great and we were going through a transition period where we were getting a new podcast editor on board so yes we did have a period where the quality wasn't that great however we're back to our new standards so it's all good now however we can't get that listener back and say to them hey sorry we we fixed the problem we're having a rough month we would love it if you guys leave us a review we try not to ramble too much but when we do we really appreciate that you guys bear with us (laughs) all right we'll catch you guys next time As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. 
I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.